When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Certainly among uh, Australia's most loved tennis players right now. But unfortunately, it came to an end last night in the singles draw anyway. Uh, he went down in straight sets to the seventh seed and the two-time runner-up here, Daniil Medvedev. So we really appreciate the big Queensland and jumping on the line with us this morning. G'day, John, and uh, welcome and commiserations for last night. G'day, guys. No, thanks for having me. Sorry um, for saying yeah. you exposed yourself on the court there, John. <laughs> yeah, mate. Look, um, I haven't been told I expose myself too often, but... Um, Daniel, in his celebrations, exposed his did as a bit of a joke. Um, I think in reference to Martin Fuksovic, uh, the Hungarian, who's built like the Hulk and took off his shirt and flexed. So it um, wasn't to be for me, but look, I actually played some pretty good tennis. Um, lost to a guy who I think is probably in the top two or three chances to, to win this whole thing. Yeah, well, I was going to get your thoughts on that, actually, John, because it didn't look like from the complete novice point of view, which is ours, that you did a lot wrong. The other bloke just hitting a mean ball at the moment. Yeah, look, and those conditions, I think they kind of suit him. Um, you know, it was a cold day yesterday. Obviously, the roof was closed, but when there's not that heat in that court, um, you can't get that ball really bouncing, and it's really hard to get it out of Daniel's strike zone. He's Moves well, uh, he covers a lot of court, mm. um, and he's hard to play through. So I think it's the conditions. I've looked at the forecast after after I played just to to kind of gauge my thoughts on, on how deep he'll go. And it doesn't look like we're going to get those really hot days, which I think could play in his hands, actually, as the tournament goes on. I think he loves those conditions and um, could go deep. A lot of debate, just speaking about the balls that you referenced there, a lot of debate about them as a whole, the quality of them, uh, their durability, their speed. I mean, are you buying into that at all, the concerns among some players? No, look, for me personally, I think that's uh, just a bit of chatter. I don't know. Um, week to week, I don't know if there's a ball that holds up mm. all that well these days, um, purely because of the, the strings and, and the rackets and, and guys are playing, you know, longer rallies, guys and, and girls. Um Daniel and I had a few, you know, 30, 40 ball rallies. And obviously, when you're hitting the ball like that, the ball's going to wear. As, as a new ball, they're, they're quick. And as they wear, look, they, they get a little bit slower. But I actually don't think they're the worst ball. John, father time, he's a bummer. He gives up on nobody. Yeah. Um, how much longer do you want to stay on court and, and expressing yourself the way you do, which is, is brilliant? And what does the future hold? I'm thinking, you know, coaching looks to be high on your agenda from me looking in. What about from you? It's an interesting question. Obviously, I am getting a little bit older in the tooth, and I think that makes you appreciate, um, you know, those matches yesterday and also my first round where I got up in five sets Mm -hmm. with a really, in front of a really vocal Australian crowd and the atmosphere they created was was really special, and it makes you really appreciate those moments a little bit more. it's no lie, you know, I am coming towards the end of my career. What do I want to do when I finish? I'm not totally sure. Um, the tennis coaching is an Aussie tennis coach. I have so much respect for them because they do 35, 40 weeks on the road a year. And I don't know if um, I, I necessarily can do that. I'd love to stay involved in the sport, maybe on the admin side. 
um, to help this next generation come through. I've got a way up, though, if I can get on the road like our Aussie coaches do for 35, 40 weeks because, um, mate, when you've been doing it for 15, 16 years, you do get a little bit travelled out. But, Johnny, that round one when you mentioned that on court three, the five set of the crowd, the support, as you say, the raucous atmosphere, I imagine that's exactly why you play. I mean, but they're not all like that, are they? I mean, I think there's a real curiosity amongst the the sport-loving um, Australian at the moment who might only follow tennis when the Australian Open is in town about what the professional circuit is like. I mean, you've been doing it for a long period of time. There's hard times. There's good times. You obviously still love it. Can you let us in on what it's like travelling the world and being a, a pro tennis player? I, I think a lot of people are fascinated by that lifestyle. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you touched on it. That you don't get those moments week in, week out where you get the support of the nation behind you. Uh, and they, they're special. And they're the ones you kind of take a memory snapshot and, and you go back and you reflect on that when you probably hang them up and you think that that's pretty special but week to week mate there's a lot of traveling we're living in hotel rooms um during COVID is especially hard mm. we're in bubble a, a bubble for for two years and um not not resort bubbles that's for sure but the but look tennis is a global sport um and and probably we we don't get to see that in Australia all that often because we, where tennis is in our faces for for a month a year, and then, you know, we go away for the rest of the time. But it's a global sport. You know, over a billion people watch it. Um, there's 180 countries that play it, so you have to be at the top of the game, and and that top of the game is the top hundred in the world, um, and, and that makes it really tricky because outside of that, it, it drops away very very quickly. You're playing for to just uh, to, to get food on the table mm. um, pretty much outside of that top 100. So um, it's all glitz and glamour uh, when you're inside that top 100 and you're playing the ATP and WTA events week in, week out, or and you get those special moments um, four times a year at the Grand Slams. But outside of that, the struggle is really real for a lot of, uh, for the majority of the players. Um, and that's something that, you know, the Netflix documentaries that you'll see that's just come out, that, that won't show that. That shows the glitz and glamour side. The reality is the 99% of the players who are trying to crack it, um, they're doing it a lot tougher. Well, I've just had a look uh, through your biography, John, and I think you better keep playing for a while because I understand you, you've you got one of your little habits off quarters. You you don't mind uh, the thoroughbred caper. <laughs> yeah, no, I love a pun. I've been keeping my eye on the Magic Million sales. Um <laughs> Yeah, I've got a couple in the stable, um, but I always, always have to get a permission from the missus, mate, before I make a purchase. Uh, but I think we'll have one going around on Saturday at Doomben this week, so hopefully... Uh, Who's that, Johnny? A uh, horse called Hang Five. Um, hopefully he shows a little bit of a, a, turn, of, a turn of foot. He's um, a bit of a disappointing prep prep last time, but he did show a little bit of a promise to a two-year-old. So we'll see, mate. We'll see. Um, <laughs> it's addictive. There's another player, another Aussie player, Chris O'Connell, a uh, top 100 Aussie player, and, and myself and him are the ones that, that are a bit addicted to the to the nags. Well, mate, um, if you don't uh, know much about the world of disappointment, stay in the racing game. You'll get used to it. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon you've had a couple of handy ones, mate. <laughs> I have, but I tell you, the, the uh, slowies way outweigh the fasties. But uh, <laughs> if you hang in there, it looks after you. It has an uncanny knack 
of keeping you involved and giving you some of the the great excitement you'll ever have um, while you stand on two legs. Oh, 100%. Look, there's uh, nothing more special, mate. Even even if you go to the track at, at Dooman, but, you know, I remember going up at Toowoomba. I was home, so I managed to to, to drive up the range because uh, one of the horses was running around. And to get in the, the winner's bar, even at Toowoomba, mate, the, uh, the beer tasted sweet. It doesn't matter where it happens. Hey, Johnny, um, looked like you had a great Christmas back home uh, up in Brisbane. Now, I've got to say, I love the family uniforms on what must have been Christmas Day. Magnificent in red you all were. But what, what's next for you? I know you've got doubles with uh, Alex Vukic coming up, but where next after you leave our shores? Yeah, doubles with, with Alex, which will be a lot of fun. Um, Alex is on the verge of kind of breaking through to that top 100 in the singles. So, um yeah, that'll be a lot of fun, the doubles. And, and you, like I said, you don't take it for granted playing any Grand Slam match, singles, doubles, or mixed. For me next, yeah, probably head to, to Europe, to, to Germany, um, and and play a few tournaments there. And, and then we really wind up for, for Indian Wells, Miami, before mm. we start getting towards that swing for, for French and Wimbledon. So, yeah, that's next for me, but hopefully I can stay... A little bit longer in Australia. I love it here. And, and uh, the more you actually travel, the more you appreciate home. And we should point out, of course, that we'll see you on the Channel 9 broadcast as well. Um, you're doing some expert commentary for them. So maybe stuff the coaching, mate, and get into uh, get into broadcasting. What, what games are you looking forward to being involved with there? Yeah, look, there's a, there's a few matches. I, I really like the look of Coco Goff right now. I think that she um, has, is, is due in for a breakout year. I know she made a final of the slam last year, but I think that she's really due in to actually maybe win one of these and at 18 years old. Uh, I think she's uh, she, she could buy a few horses down the track too. Uh, <laughs> she's not going to be short of a dollar. <laughs> and, and, and on the men's side, um, I'd love to see... You, you always, if you're going to lose, you want to lose the eventual chance. Yeah, that's so right. I'd love, to, I'd love to see Daniil win it, but... Novak Djokovic, he, he's a bit of a freak, isn't he? Um, I've heard his hammy might have some little strain there, but he's not showing it at all. We saw him do it when he tore his ab. He managed to, to lift the title. He is an absolute freak. But it's been interesting Australian Open so far. A few upsets, obviously, with Rafa, the defending champion, um, bowing out yesterday. Uh, it's going to be a, an interesting tournament. And from what I've seen, the weather's going to be good. So hopefully the crowds can get out. It's always such a well-supported tournament from the Aussies, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun these two weeks. Always great to talk to you, mate, and you're always super generous with your time. Go which, hang uh, five. Yeah, go hang five. Go the five. <laughs> we really appreciate mate. mate. Uh, best luck in the doubles with Alex and uh, obviously the year to come. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having me.